You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil. Hi, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the podcast. As you can imagine, I've many places on my travel bucket list and I finally got to go to Granada and Andalusia in southern Spain this month, a city which was at the very top of that bucket list. Granada did not disappoint and I had very high expectations. I've always wanted to visit Granada to see the final capital of Moorish Spain and to learn about that region's ancient history from a Moorish perspective which has had such a huge influence on European food, architecture, culture and science just to name a few things. The most obvious example of that Moorish influence is the Alhambra which looms over the city with the Sierra Nevada mountains in the background, often snow-capped. The Alhambra is a huge Middle Eastern style complex overlooking the city which encompasses forts, royal palaces, serene gardens, fountains and pools. It is the most magical use of light, water, space, with symmetry and maths at its design core. Granada is a student town, so it's always buzzing, day or night. Its medieval, narrow streets are amplified by the constant chorus of joyous revellers as they move from cafe to bar to partake in the city's wonderful, world-famous tapas tradition. The Moorish influence is most obvious in the flamenco shows in the old caves overlooking the Alhambra. The shows are full of passion and intensity and are a perfect reflection of the city's great Moorish tradition and heritage. A heritage that is still vibrant today and something that makes the city unique in Europe. A city I would definitely love to return to to learn more about its culture and history. For more information on Granada, go to twrgranada.es but also check my bio for more details. Now you can hear an interview I did on Claire FM where I give my top tips for Granada and the areas around the city. I hope you enjoy it. It is time for Travel Tales with Fergal, uh, who I suspect, like myself, is someone who knows the joys of uh, writing and receiving a, a letter. Good morning to you, Fergal. Good morning. And if I was entering that competition, I think it would have been the, the place that we're going to talk about today was going to this place because um, I've always wanted to go here, Granada in Andalusia in Spain. It's been it's always been on my bucket list, particularly I remember being in school and reading about the Alhambra, which is sort of it would consider it one of the seven wonders of the of the Muslim world. So it's somewhere I've always wanted to go. So about two weeks ago, I finally got to go there and it didn't disappoint. And you know, when you when some, when you've built something up all your life, would it live up to it? And it sure did. Like absolutely amazing, beautiful, atmospheric palace and city. Something tells me, Fergal, your bucket list has more ticks on it than most people's. I think you're probably <laughs> completed most of your bucket list. But why why was Granada and Andalusia in general uh, on your bucket list? And how did it how did it come about that you finally you finally got there in the, in the last week or two? Yeah, so it's always been on my bucket list and, you know, particularly, I suppose I've always been, I've said many times here, I love history. Growing up with my auntie, Auntie Anne, who used to be a history teacher in the Clausten. So I've always loved history. And this time last year, I was talking to you about being on the Camino. I love the walking and the nature, but I really loved in the Camino was the history. You know, I kind of got the Reconquista side of the story, the, the, the Spanish king's side up there, you know, it was all about... Um, you know, pushing back the Moors and uh, bringing Spain back to the Christians and the kings. And then 
I, you know, I really wanted to see the Moorish side of the story. So Granada, it, that was the old final capital of the Moorish kings of, of Spain. So you really get that, you know, Moorish, Muslim, Arabic history in the city. Like, you know, I, I guess that you, you'd feel it there, but gosh, you're really even more like with the, the culture, with the food, with the architecture, everything. So I really love, I'm really interested in that sort of history. So that I would go is the probably the best place um, in Spain to, to to get that. So really spectacular. I flew into um, Malaga, and I think it's about an hour and a half. Um, it, but it's a beautiful drive up through the mountains, through all you know fields of olive fields, and then slowly into the mountains. You, you, you at Granada's in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains. So it's it's such a beautiful setting because you've got the mountains around you you've got the you know it's based like it's surrounded by the mountains and there even even now there was snow on the mountains so it's gorgeous and the really cool thing about actually about Granada is that it's it's population about 300,000 but it's a student town so what's really cool about it is that it's somewhere that you can go all year I love going to student cities because even in winter they're full of life so I mean population is 300,000 but there's 60,000 students Students. So I think it's one in five are actually students and they all live around the centre of the town. So that gives the town its life, which uh, makes it, you know, it's always buzzing. And it's the, the thing about Granada, I talked about the architecture. It's got that old, like, like you'd see in, um, say, Morocco, you know, in Marrakesh. It's got all these narrow streets and little shops, which is that Arabic style, you know, and it just is buzzing really really spectacular like all, all all day at night time there's always people around everybody you know the what what Granada is famous for is it's uh, you know the tapa bar culture and they still have that where it's free tapas so if you get a beer you get a free tapa so it's really cool and you know in the student town the students can live off their tapas what it means is the people are always out eating in the streets because it's so cheap it's cheaper nearly to you know, just get a beer rather than be at home cooking dinner. So the place is buzzing. I mean, it's as I said, it's it's a university town since I think it's fifteen twenty five. So it's a long time old university town. So it's got that old um, Moorish Arabic um, history. Then it, when it was it was taken over in fourteen ninety two. And then, you know, it's got that Spanish architecture and lovely Renaissance churches and buildings as well. So it's got that um, feel. But I have to say it, it, what's really strong is that Moorish um, culture. It is, you know, you can see it in the people. You can see it with the with the food. Um, you know, I said about, you know, the Moors, all Andalusia was the last area of the Moors. And even on my way up, I actually went kind of the seaside area like famously they talk about Granada because of the mountains it's it's not too Irish people don't really know about it but actually there's lots of skiing there in the mountains and they actually have like over 100 kilometres of ski runs and in April a guy was telling me they called it like bikini day where people actually go up in their shorts and bikinis and they ski in April, the last runs of the day. And then you can go down to the sea, which is, you know, the part of the Granada province is down. It's called the Costa Tropicana. And everyone knows the Costa del Sol, but the tr- Costa Tropicana, I actually, when I arrived there, I first went to the Costa Tropicana um, and it was really gorgeous there, actually, I have to say. You know, I went for a place... It was, I went to this little town and it was called, it's called Heradura, which is Horseshoe Bay and it's surrounded by mountains and a little Horseshoe Bay and had lunch in a beach bar there. And, you know, it's it's really, 
really cool little spot that is is quite close to the Costa del Sol to Malaga that not too many Irish go to but it's a really cool area but it's kind of the beach area of the Granada province and then I went up into Granada itself and even when you're arriving into the town and you can see the Alhambra in the distance and you always see that when you're going around the city you see this old ancient fort which you know would be as I said, it's like one of the wonders of the world really is. So it, it really is like an atmospheric place, I have to say. It seems, uh, you know, Fergal, that, that those kind of places where there's a mixture of cultures and styles are the, some of the most interesting places to go. You know, like if you go to Turkey and you're getting that mixture of uh, Asian, uh, Muslim and European cultures and again, down to historic reasons, Granada and Andalusia, that those cultures and, you know, food and everything else that goes along with it, music, it all it all mixes together over the, the, the centuries as well then. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're so aware of it, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I was talking to different people and I kept going, you know, isn't the Arab influence here very strong? And, you know, they'd be saying to me, um, no, no, the Arabs, they were all gone since like, you know, 1500 or whatever. But <laughs> I could see it. It's still, even in their look, you know, that it's so strong and it's quite amazing. Like even the flamenco, which is something that I have to say that, you know, I, I did the flamenco and an area in Granada, they're, they're caves. So they're these like caves in the hills. And since, they're, they're, you know, the 1500s, the Arabs and the gypsies, they say the gypsies came from India, but they, they actually lived in those caves. And now a lot of the caves, there's like, they, they do flamenco uh, dancing at nighttime and they have restaurants and it's really atmospheric because you go into these little caves where there's flamenco area. And, you know, I thought it'd be, you know, a bit like, you know, sometimes you go to those Irish shows, you know, the with the dancing and stuff and it can be a little bit twee. But this was quite amazing. I, I couldn't believe it because then... Um, when you go into the flamenco, it's, it's so intense and they, they just go straight into it. When it starts, it was like an hour show, but it was just straight in and like the power and the intensity of it was quite amazing. And then the music was, I would go very like Moroccan and the singing sounded like that, you know, like like call to prayer. That That's actually what the music sounded like. So the Arabic influence was so strong, but um I would so recommend that anyone, if they go to Grenada or anywhere like that, to do flamenco. And just, you know, I've mentioned a few things and I will mention now as we're talking, but on my Instagram, I'll put up links to the different things that I was on that that I would recommend and people can see it there, Travel Tales with Fergal, because um, I have lots of recommendations for people to see like that. Like I would really recommend to do that, to do the flamenco. Another thing that I did was a walking tour around Grenada, which, you know, a very famous writer, Lorca, who... You know, he's like the Shakespeare, the W.B. Yeats of Spanish literature. And he's one of the most famous writers in Spanish history. He was a poet and a playwright and he died during the Spanish Civil War. But he was from Granada. So I did this walking tour of um of the town, but it's actually you're learning about Lorca and there was people doing little they were doing little actors would pop up around the tour. But really it was a great way of getting around the town, getting to learn about the history of Granada. You know, you're brought into the university where he was and brought to the last place where he was before he was killed during the Civil War. So you're learning about the Civil War, etc. So that's a really good thing to to get a feel for the town. Any of those walking tours now I'd you know, I'd always recommend. But that was the big thing um is the Alhambra. 
And that's the thing that, uh, you know, I've always wanted to see. And that really didn't disappoint. I mean, I was there for for three hours and I had to zip through it. I didn't even get to see as much, you know, all of it. So I definitely would like to go back. I would say you could you could spend the whole day there. You know, it's a big, ancient you know, palace. It was originally a fort, then it became a palace. And the last Moorish kings, the Nasrid family, they, the dynasty, they were the last Moorish kings of all of all Spain, Andalusia, and eventually. So that was from like the twelve hundreds to fourteen ninety two, when uh, Isabel and Ferdinand took it over. But it is it, it, it was kept intact. So you've got this unbelievable building like that you would imagine you would see somewhere like in Morocco with, you know, it's got the symmetry, it's got the fountains, got beautiful wooden ceilings and, you know, intricate tiles, you know, this Muslim um, architecture that, you know, is quite just unbelievable. Like I I kind of zipped through it and I was getting the history. I would really recommend, I had a great guy, a guy called Manu, who I'll put up a link with, and I would recommend getting a guide, actually, because you really need to learn the history of the place. But also, just a little tip, like, you know, there's it's so popular. This is one of the you know most popular places to visit in the world. So one, you have to pre-book it to make sure you do that. You can't just arrive up there. But also, if you if you get a, um, a guide to bring you through it, you skip the queues because the group queues are much smaller. So I really recommend people to see that. And when you're in the Alhambra, it's amazing. But I would actually go, what's more amazing about it is when you're um, looking up at the Alhambra. So there's different, you know, a great place to to, um, to see that then. Is if, if, you, if you're, it's called Mirador San Nicolas. So basically the, the old Arabic uh, region is called Albasan neighbourhood. That's a lovely place at nighttime for, so I would really recommend people go there. There's restaurants there. You can watch the sun going down over the Alhambra and watch this big, huge fort, which is... Um, so stunning, I have to say. I'll put some photos up on my uh, Instagram so people can see what it looks like. But gosh, it was it really was one of the most amazing places I've ever seen. Fergal, you mentioned it, you know, wouldn't be one of those kind of typical places in Spain that a lot of Irish go or, you know, that you might see a lot of British people. Um, what Was it busy as a tourist destination regardless? Is it a bit of a hidden gem that there's some tourists or is it quite busy? I know you mentioned there were queues there of tourists as well. Yeah, so I suppose the Alhambra is so busy, you'd have to pre-book it, you know, and actually there's a, there's a hotel there, a Parador in the Alhambra, which Parador is a great, I would always recommend people, if they wanted to say somewhere very special, the Parador range, their Spanish government owned hotels and often in old castles and places like that around Spain. And there's a very famous one in the Parador. So if you stay there, you could be the first person to go there. But, you know, even when I was there, yeah, you would definitely, if you're going to Granada, you would definitely pre-book when you're going. And I went there in the afternoon, but I'd recommend people to go in the morning to get the to get the whole day. But otherwise, throughout the town, you know, I always say, I've said this before, like I like to go to places, you don't want to go somewhere where there's no tours, because tours mean that on a Monday, Tuesday, or every day of the week, there's the place is always buzzing. And the other thing is that when it's a student town, it's always buzzing. And I noticed that at nighttime, like that... Um, the tapa culture. Another thing I did was a tour, tapa tour, just went around and, 
you know, I would recommend again people to do that because people just go from bar to bar and these unbelievable tapas that that you have and they're actually free. You just have a beer and you just move from bar to bar. And it's gas watching all the young people because they're all, even at 12 at night, they're sitting in the bar and they all have food around the table with them as they're having beers. But, the, you know, because of the students, the town is always buzzing, but it's not too packed. You know, like um, I would say d- during the summer would be peak season, but, the you know, and also would be very hot during the summer. So, you know, we talked about places to go and the autumn or even in winter I would really recommend this because we would be particularly even in winter like after Christmas you, you'd you see the mountains snow covered mountains off in the distance so that would be really recommended and then all around uh, Granada you know there's there's again you know Granada is on the on the tourist trap a lot of people go to Malaga and I would recommend even if you went to Malaga or you're in the, you know you were somewhere around there it's an hour and a half but you can do trips up day trips up to see the Alhambra it really is worth it but also all around that area the Granada region you know that's somewhere that I never been to before so that really opened up my eyes because I, I went to a place near Granada which which is a is a desert you know that's the graffy desert and I, I didn't know anything about it it's a geopark and it actually looks like the Grand Canyon so I went on a kind of a cycling trip through there and it's exactly like the Grand Canyon and it just in the desert with the snow-capped mountains in the distance and I actually passed this place it's called Casa de la Desert and it's in the middle imagine you're in the middle it's on the edge of, of the, 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 the canyon and it's this glass little glass block we're very famous where, where people can stay, you know, and you can book it. So if you really wanted to stay in the middle of this, I'd say it's amazing at nighttime, but that's somewhere that people, I put again, I, I took photos of it and put up a link, but just going through that desert and then the towns around that area, I talked about the caves and all the towns around there. It's a bit like, um, you know, Matera in in Italy, in the Puglia region. You know, the the last James Bond movie, I think the opening sequence went through this town, Matera, where there's loads of these cliff houses. And again, all the towns in this region, in the desert, they all have the, they're like cave towns. So you can actually stay. I stayed in a, in a cave hotel, which is a bit of fun, you know, and uh People can do that, but you know, there's all the towns around there. I went to a place called Cadix, which, if you really want to go off the beaten track, it was like a really cool town where there was like the cave houses. There was an old fort, you know, like a smaller version of the Alhambra, like an old Arabic Medina. It had an amazing, huge church in the town. It had Roman ruins and a beautiful old square in the centre of town with loads of restaurants, which would be really cool at night time. Now, read, that's really off the beaten track. But I, I'd say that place, again, I'll put up information about it because I think it's, if you wanted to go somewhere a little bit different, I would really recommend there. And another place that I really just want to mention is is that place called Monte Frio, which is if you wanted to paint, like if someone was painting the the classic Andalusian town, this is whitewashed. This town it was voted by National Geographic as the most picturesque town in Spain. Is this hilltop Spanish town with uh, at the very top of the cliff? There's a, there's an old church at the top. Really cool restaurants. I went for great food there. I'll put up the name of that restaurant because it was it was near the church. And it was really cool. But there's these gorgeous old whitewashed towns. So, you know, a lot of people, when they go to Spain, they stay on the coast. And then just in off the coast, there are these amazing hill towns, um, amazing desert for people to see that are completely different than anything else around that area. And, you know, because you're off the beaten track, like, the two, you know, you're treated really well. Like you're really, people, everyone was very interested to see how we end up there and asking questions. So I, I couldn't recommend it enough. 
Sounds absolutely wonderful. And in terms of uh, cost to get there and uh, ease of access in terms of flights and so on, Fergal, uh, what what way or what route or what airlines would you recommend people to go with if they want to visit Granada or and or Andalusia? Yeah, so that's the beauty of it. Malaga, like, I mean, even when I was flying home on the Sunday, there was a, you know, there was a Ryanair flight and an Aer Lingus flight roughly around the same time. So Ryanair and Lingus, I, they fly every day to Malaga. It's one of the most popular destinations for Irish tourists who then stay on the coast. So, you know, that's the great thing. So, and because there's so many flights, they're very reasonably priced. So, you know, I would, to do that, like, I've been to Seville and I, I don't know if we've talked about it. I definitely have to talk about that because I, I just love that Andalusian um, style. So if I was picking the perfect trip, you could fly into Seville as well and you could do Seville, Cordoba, which I haven't been to yet, and Granada. And I think that would be the ultimate uh, road trip. If you wanted to do an amazing road trip, you would do Seville, Cordoba, Granada, and you could go to Ronda and down and fly out of Malaga. And that would be an amazing trip if you wanted to do like a week trip. And I, I recommend people if you want to know get a feel for Granada um guy I've talked about before Anthony Bourdain he did a, an episode of No Reservations it's on YouTube on Granada and and his director of photography had married a girl from Granada so he was just going around the town doing the tapa tours and uh, it was during Easter time, which would be a great time to see Granada because it's a big thing around that region, you know, the Easter processions, etc. But if you want to get a feel for the place, I would I would recommend that episode. Brilliant stuff, uh, Fergal. Glad you enjoyed the trip. And I must say, uh, listeners, he's got a fantastic tan. So the weather was obviously <laughs> very, very good. Uh, Fergal, thanks as ever. And we'll chat to you again soon on Travel Tales with Fergal. Thanks, Alan, for a great interview. And I hope that shows my love for Granada and Andalusia. And I'm definitely going to go back to Granada. I really need to spend more time seeing the Alhambra and just, you know, having time to just sit back and enjoy the city. So we have another couple of episodes coming up over the next few weeks. So please keep an eye out for that. Safe travels. Take care. I would ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcast so a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast. To find out who's on every Tuesday, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Fergal. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Fergal.